Hello listeners. Yeah, it's another Thursday and that means a new episode of What Do You Think on Gisal FM. Good evening to you all. I am Okwesinolu. We're sorry starting a bit behind schedule. Let us pray. Our Lord, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you especially for giving us life. It's a privilege. We thank you because you're the giver of life. We thank you for your presence on the program tonight. And we ask, Lord, the faith to act upon your word that we listen to this night will grant unto us in Jesus' name. Unravel every mystery in your word to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. continue our study from the book of Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 4 as we take a discourse titled Detach. Detach. One of the meanings of the word is to separate. To separate for use or to separate for a special assignment, especially in military parlance. So tonight we'll be taking a look at detach. In Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Go. That's a command word. God said to Abraham, not now, but before now. The word there is passed. The Lord had said to Abraham, leave your country. You may wonder, how come he is to leave his country again? After all, last week we saw that Terah, Abraham's father, had already decided to leave all of Chaldeans to go into Aram. But the truth is, Sarah settled there and eventually died there. If you are on a journey, if God has sent you to a destination and have gotten somewhere else and you have settled there, it means you have gone nowhere. Your journey has just begun. gave to Abraham had several instructions attached to it. We have seen the first one, leave your country. That is said, leave your people. You may wonder who is remaining. Aaron, his brother, is dead. Terah is dead. The other one, Nehor, was back over there in all of children. So who is it to leave? But God sees us. He knows us in and out. There are attachments. There are things connected to our birthplace connected to our nativity, connected to our country that we are to detach from. And so God told him, detach from your people, come apart from them. And if you don't get this detachment plan, 
I mean leave your household. God has to narrate down for Abraham to understand. Leave your household. Why? God owes no man any explanation for his commands to us. That's why he's the sovereign God. That's how he exercises his sovereignty over our lives. So, when God commands us, as is to obey. But before then, although we don't know what led to the call or why God gave those instructions about the call, but yet in studying, I was able to see some aspects of the call. And I discovered that the call was to remove him from the land of nativity to the land of promise. And that is how it is. When you eat the call to accept Christ into your life, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Another thing about that instruction, that command to go, it was to try and test his faith, to test his obedience, to test his faith. Faith and obedience go hand in hand. To check if Abraham will be willing to leave, to go to an unknown destination, if he would obey a simple instruction to go. And the third thing which informs our discourse for tonight was that God wanted to set him apart. Last week we observed that the family of Abraham was an idolatrous one and God looked around and he went deep into that family and still singled Abraham out. Just the way he did to Paul and separated him from his mother's womb. No matter your background, no matter your nativity, when God wants to make use of you, he's going to reach out and set you apart. to detach from may be your ideology, your sentiment, your associations, the friends you keep. Luke chapter 14 verse 26 says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Dear viewers, country, people, family, they are all dear to us. But whenever we have a choice to choose between all of those things and those people and Christ, Christ must be chosen. That's the mark of true discipleship. Genesis chapter 12 verse 2 says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. It's one thing to be blessed, it's another to be a blessing. After God 
God gave the command, leave your country, leave your people. There was a proclamation of God's blessings on Abraham and further promises to Abraham. We have been seeing blessings in the scripture. In Genesis chapter 1, we saw God blessing Adam. And in Genesis chapter 8, we saw him blessing Noah. And so this time, God was pronouncing his blessing on Abraham. But this blessing this time had a touch to it. To Adam and to Noah, God blessed them. He wanted them to increase and to multiply. But for Abraham, Abraham was to be blessed and to also be a blessing to others. So that means there was an extension of that blessing over Abraham. And another thing was that there was a commitment again from God to Abraham. Before we get to that commitment part in verse 3, let's look at the word, I will make you. Make there is the same word that was used in the creation story in Genesis chapter 1 that God created the heaven and earth. That word is the same word for that make. So God is saying, Abraham, I will construct you into a blessing. And that blessing is, is Barakah. It has to do with favor, happiness, welfare, peace and goodwill. All these things will come upon Abraham and it will also be a channel to disburse it to others. That's what it means to be a blessing. Dear listeners, I hope you're not thinking you have to wait for an audible pronouncement for you to know that you are blessed. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The only way for you to be in doubt of that blessing if if you're not in Christ. But if you know you are in Christ, let me hear you declare it. Say, I am blessed. I am a blessing. verse 3 God says I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you I told you earlier on that God's blessing upon Abraham included a commitment from God and what was that commitment about God was ready to resist every opposition to Abraham. The word curse in that place means to bind with a spell, to render powerless, or to resist. The Hebrew word is arar. Now, we all sing, Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening because Abraham's blessings are mine. If we believe that Abraham's blessings are hers, then what does the rest of that verse say? It says, whoever curses you, I will curse. And that means, I have no cause for agitation. You don't have to flare up when someone says something rash against you. 
You don't even respond when they curse you. The Almighty says He will curse them on your behalf. He will oppose and resist them on your behalf. So don't get yourself all worked up trying to make take revenges or retaliate in such situations. And in fact, Jesus has removed all the curses for you and I when he hung upon the tree. But the problem is that we humans have issues with whose side we are on. We are on God's side or on the enemy's side. So to appropriate these blessings, we have to be sure that we are actually on God's side. And so if you don't know on whose side you belong to, tonight is a good night to decide. Verse 4. So Abram left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. I want you to take note of that portion, and Lot went with him. We'll talk about it some other time. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Aaron. And verse 5 says, He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Aaron. It took his wife Sarai. God knew that Abraham was from an idolatrous family, but he decided to choose him. And what would seal Abraham as the chosen of God was how he performed in the test of obedience, the obedience to live. Abraham did well. He didn't ask questions like Gideon did, although Gideon was also from a pagan background. But Abraham did not ask questions in that manner. But today, we have believers who delay in their obedience because they are still going from pillar to post, seeking clarification on what God said to them. But for Abraham, who had no Holy Spirit, yet by faith, he obeyed the call of God. He didn't grumble. He didn't complain. In fact, he didn't ask questions. At least he should have sought some form of clarification. God, where am I going to? God, why should I go? God, when should I leave? No. He held on to the word of the Lord and his promises. And that was enough. Dear listeners, the word of the Lord is strong able to energize us and strengthen us the problem oftentimes is that we are not sure of whose voice we are hearing and so we are afraid to step out we are afraid to launch out when we modify our flesh it increases our sensitivity to the spirit of god and that's the way we can silence the voice of the devil and it's in relationship that we get to understand, to recognize the voice of the Lord. It's whom you relate with that you are able to recognize their voice, their actions, their gestures. When you spend more time with the devil, you become devil conscious. When you spend more time with, the, with God and his word, you become God conscious.
as we read that Abraham left as God told him and took cloth with him, he also took his wife Sarah. How many of us can take the risk of relocating to another location with our family members and they would gladly follow without queries? Abraham had his family members, especially his wife, follow him without arguments. And I think that is authority. To be candid, in these contemporary times where trust is a rare commodity, even in marriages, the in-laws, the parents, the grandpas, they are going to raise an alarm. Look, mister, you can go on your own to that location that is unknown, but not with our daughter and grandchildren. When you know your destination, you come back and pick them. But that is why we need to be sensitive to the leading of the spirit in the affairs of our own. Wife, be sensitive to what God is saying to your husband. And even as we judge the affairs of other people's lives, let's be sensitive to the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 says, The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. And that's what the action of Abraham looks like going to an unnamed location was foolishness. But the, uh, the person without spirit cannot understand them because these things are designed only through the spirit. So Abraham went with his wife. Remember God said he should leave his household. But Abraham and his wife are one. That's what marriage is about. Someone once said, if you want to go fast, well, you can go alone. But if you want to go fast, then we should go together. So leaving his household did not mean he should leave his wife. He and his wife were one. When God said it is not good for man to be alone, he meant it. And what God says is not good, is not good. So for those prophecies that tell you, that if you don't leave your wife alone, you can't succeed. If you don't leave your husband, you can't conceive. Well, I want to tell you that those things are lies from the pit of hell. And it's better you discard them. God called Abraham to be separate, to be set apart, to detach. Why? There was an assignment. Abraham was about to be made into a great nation. Abraham was about to be blessed. That was why he needed to come apart. Dear listeners, dear viewers, there are things that God wants to do in your life that requires you to come apart. That thing God wants to do for you is not ready to do it while you are in the crowd. He wants to single you out and then send you on that mission and give you the accompanying blessing. In First Kings chapter 17, you see God telling Elijah to go eastward, to go to the brook Kerith, and there he was fed. There he received provision. The Holy Spirit told the believers in the book of Acts, says, set apart Paul and Barnabas for the assignment I have for them. If you are not yet in Christ, the Lord is also telling you to come. 
It says in Second Corinthians chapter six verse seventeen to eighteen, it says, "Come out from them and be separate," says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I believe someone out there tonight is going to obey that call to come and have the Lord as your father. In my opinion, her faith in the word of God can be demonstrated through her prompt obedience. What do you think? Dear Lord, we ask for the grace to detach, to set ourselves apart when you request it from us. We ask for faith to embark on prompt obedience when your instructions are released to us. And the blessings that are completely being set apart, we receive tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, dear viewers, for tuning into the program. Thank you, my dear producer. Yes, turntables are still available in print, and you can also visit Amazon if you prefer the e version. Please send your opinions to us. You can send your comments in the comment box on Facebook. And you can send your opinions to us on WhatsApp, plus 234-908-615-3600 is the number to send your opinions to. You can raise the discussion on today's episode by using the hashtag, what do you think, or hashtag, detach on Chisak FM. And until we meet next time, I am Okwe Sayoni. Stay blessed.